Hey Derby World, welcome to Derby Chat with All For Him Racing videos, where we sit down and chat about people making an impact in the sport of demolition derby. And today I am sitting down with Jim Vasco, hey. who, if anybody doesn't hey. know him, he's known for two things around here. One, being my father, <laughs> yeah. and two, being the co-founder of All For Him Racing. Yes, sir. So welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate uh, and I'm honored to be at the inaugural event. This is Yes, awesome. isn't this awesome? This is our Absolutely. first official episode. So you get to really kick it off and we'll Very see cool. what happens from here. Awesome. Yeah. So um, we're going to just chat Derby and see what we, we can learn about you and uh, all for him a little bit along the way. But um, tell me about how did you get started in Demolition Derby and when you were first like exposed to it? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, it's a great question. I first, <laughs> my dad actually ran one Derby ever. And uh, I think I was like six. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't actually remember that. Uh, I've been maybe maybe I'd have been five. I'd have been pretty young, but regardless, um, we would go to the derby every year as spectators. We would go every year. We'd walk along the fence and and see the cars and mm -hmm. meet some of the drivers. And I just thought it looked like so much fun. And I'd get up there and I'd sit up in the stands and I'd watch. And um, it was one of those deals too. Um, my poor dad, because he he worked so hard to keep me from getting involved. Because <laughs> he it worked he, out well. Yeah, it worked went amazingly well. But he um he would always you know every time there was a fire or something like that he'd be like, are you sure you really want to do something like that? I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> surrounded by fire. I don't know. You know there's just something mm -hmm. inside of me that I always wanted to do it, and um you know. Being, uh, we got, you know, we had an early start to having kids. We had an early start, you know, to, you know, having a home. And it wasn't until I was in my upper 20s, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to get any younger. I, I really need to start getting involved. If I'm going to do mm -hmm. this, let's do this. And so I think I was about 29 or so and built the first car. Um, maybe, maybe I was a little younger, but it was, it was in that neighborhood. Yeah. Cause you were probably what, 10 or 12? Uh, yeah, right around 10. Yeah. Yep. So I'd have been like 27, 28. So, um, you know, just, uh, Got that first car, and, and man, once I'd done it once, that was it. I mean, I was hooked. It mm -hmm. was something I really wanted to do. So, yeah, we, uh, I, I ran Derby almost every year, and very often, many times a year, for about fifteen years. Yep. And uh, we started out that way. And obviously, as you got old enough to do it, you, you came on board. You were always involved with the cars and, mm -hmm. and the building and, and the painting, of course. And I know you know that, but you know, yeah. for the sake of well, people yep. who might be They're watching, learn. Um, but uh, then your brother got involved when. He he was old enough, did it for a couple years, but really, you know, I mean, it was something he always wanted to do. And I think he, he enjoyed uh, helping us with the, especially the painting of the cars and things of that nature, the yeah. creative part of it. But, um, you know, I think he's not, he's not the wrench turner that you and I are. And, you know, he has other gifts and, and other talents, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think that's But we awesome. always made a good appearance. Absolutely. Sure. And, you know, it was really about, um, you know, aside from obviously running the events, it was always about 
um, getting the word out about Jesus. That was always a big part of right mm-hmm. from day one. It was always about that. You know, we started with like VeggieTales cars and things that were real palatable to the average person. You know, yep. something that everybody yep. could could like. Family on friendly, to, very family friendly. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, later on, it was your idea to say, "Hey, you know, we do a lot with uh, the folks at Yes FM. We know Yes FM really well. It's a local Christian radio station in Toledo area that was aimed toward teens and younger adults, and so." Uh, you said, well, why don't we talk to them about sponsoring us? And not so much like we expect them to give us money, but more that yep. they would partner with us and we could use their logo and they would advertise about us being at shows and stuff. And and that was your idea. And so that was something that I, I went to them and said, hey, what do you think about that? They're like, absolutely. They love the idea. And uh, yep. we did that for, wow, I don't know, quite a few years. Yeah, and- I mean, really, that we we did it hard the first few years and then we continued to be part of it for a number of years yeah yeah yeah, i think better part of 10 years and um and then uh yeah just a few years ago then i i kind of got the jones to start doing hot rods and things of that nature and spend a little less time in the driver's seat hang up the helmet a little more often and yeah yeah stop destroying all your projects (laughs) (laughs) yeah build something that i could actually like you know uh, use for more than once or twice and uh, which some people have been able to see on our youtube channel we've dabbled in the off season with certainly different um videos and projects mm-hmm. that are going and, on and, and of course now i've launched my yep. youtube channel as well so um sketchy pass garage if anybody wants yeah, to check yeah, it out sketchy pass shop actually. oh shops yeah right. uh, that's okay it's all right you know i appreciate the plug either way you know i'm not going <laughs> to complain but uh but yeah check it out so we got some build things on there or just some fixed things as yeah. well but so uh, tell people what was your first car that you ran first and car. kind of the story on there was a little bit of a story on that one that when was, we got it it was kind of funny yeah that one um I mean, you know, you talk to any Derby guy who's been doing it, you know, for any length of time, they're going to have some stories guaranteed oh, about sure. either where the cars came from or things they found in cars or things or, surrounding the building of cars or getting to events or, you know, and we have all of those. We had a car come loose on a trailer once. Um, that was the last time we used tie-down straps. We used chains from then on. The, yep. the, the fender sawed through the <laughs> straps and the car started rolling off the back of the trailer. <laughs> yep. Found that out. Uh, that was actually... Uh, that was year one. Actually. That was the first was year. The yeah, first you were car. literally down the street from the uh, fairgrounds. You hit the brakes to to get in the lineup, and the car continued to go. The car, yeah, kept going, and yeah, so it, um, it worked out okay, but uh, yeah, only by God's grace because there was no <laughs> there was no other excuse. Um, it was a pre ran before you got in the shop. It in, almost in was, yeah, almost was. But yeah, that car. Let's see. So I was looking for a car, and at that time. Cars, I mean, you can still pick up cars at a decent price today, but you're not going to get the same type of car you would have got at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, going back, you know, 20 years, um, we could pick up a car for, you know, a couple hundred bucks and it would run and drive and move yep. and stop. Um, you know, it's kind of a hard thing to find these days. But um, yeah, it was an old, uh, it was like a, was it a, a Buick or Oldsmobile station wagon? It was a GM yeah. station wagon. Yeah, well, I think it was like 84, 85-ish. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I would say mid to early 80s. 80s and uh uh smoked like smoked like a banshee that thing smoked (laughs) like crazy and and uh yeah actually uh were you were you with me when i bought it i don't remember yeah i was in the vehicle following you home and yeah yeah it was kind of embarrassing yeah i managed to talk my dad (laughs) into into taking me down there to get this thing i didn't own a trailer at that time even trailer i ended up buying the trailer after the fact and um but i i bought the car uh right on the street and uh 
so yeah, we, it was not running great. It was not running great. And we were trying to get it home and I was afraid if it stalled, it wouldn't start again because the battery in it was pretty sketchy. Yeah. And uh, I stopped a, a light and I had it revved up to keep it going. And when the light turned green, I, I dropped it into drive and floored it and it went kunka, kunka, boom. And this huge cloud of black smoke come rolling out of the back end. And it, all of a sudden it ran like a dream. I have no idea what was wrong with it, but I got, I drove it the rest of the way home. We drove that thing home and yep. started taking it apart and, um, learned it all along the way. And rules were different back then too. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least around here, everything was yeah. very stock. Yeah, very much so. Much, I mean, you much you had your innovative today. builders and stuff still, mm-hmm. but it was very stock. It was a very stock class that, that everything was, we running. didn't even, uh, the K at, just for anybody watching back, and this wasn't, well, this is what, 20 years ago now at this mm-hmm. point. Um, they didn't even require a roll cage back then. Oh, no. There around was, here. There was it was, no... you could wi- run a wire behind your seat just so that way the seat wouldn't go into your back seat. Yep. And that was about it. And then wire the wire the seat to the door. Yep. And that's just the way it was. We yeah. didn't even have a cage in that thing. No. And we uh, we just, we welded, you could weld plates on to mm-hmm. weld the doors closed, but that was really about the extent of the welding at that point. Well, anymore. you weren't even really allowed to do any more than that. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that was really all you could do. And uh, that was the door, that was the one the driver's door wouldn't open on. You remember mm-hmm. that one? And I was inside of it and I had the door pulled and I thought, well, if I kick it, I can kick it open. And I pulled the door handle and I kicked the door, nothing happened kick the door nothing happened kick the door and the, the window exploded and of course at that time we were trade you know just shade tree mechanics and i i littered my yard with glass it just mm-hmm. went flying <laughs> every direction and i'm literally out there with a shop back you know vacuuming up my lawn <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah forgot all about that yeah it's kind yeah. of funny how that stuff comes back but yeah that was the first car so um, I guess, you know, looking back at those kind of experiences, what would you give some advice for somebody who's looking to get started in the sport today? Above all, just make the leap, you know, do it. Because the longer you think about it, the, it's anything that you're f- fearful of in any way. And I mean, fear is a real thing. I don't think anybody should be embarrassed to admit that they're afraid of something. I think somebody who isn't afraid of anything, that doesn't make them brave. It just makes them stupid, quite frankly. Um, fear is a real thing. Um, a brave person is a person who moves through the fear. They work mm-hmm. d- despite the fear. That's what makes you courageous. That's what makes you brave. And so, um, you know, just overcome your fear and pull the trigger and buy something, especially now with all the windshield classes and things that you can get involved oh, yeah. in. It, it's it's really going back to the roots of like, like that story where you, you literally drive the car home, you, you spend a couple hours, you build it, and you, you're off to yeah, the track. Yeah, you take the windows out, you take out some of the interior. Heck, a lot of times they even leave a lot of that. You take off any loose chrome and stuff like that. Yeah. Glass off the outside, like, you know, lenses and taillights and stuff, and, and boom, you're driving, you yeah, know. Three, and, four hours and you're ready to run. Yeah, for somebody who's Got a little bit of mechanical aptitude, who's not afraid to go out there and just you know, bang into some other cars. It's a great place to start. Yeah. So, over the years, what has been your uh, favorite vehicle of choice that you've ran and why? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I've run in about every class. So, I've run in, um, you know, I ran, started out in full-size cars because really that was the only thing you could run mm-hmm. in the early days. And then... Um, 
I started seeing the compacts, and I thought those looked like fun. Yeah, what 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 was the name they had for those back in the day? Bumblebee class, or I, I don't know what they I'm called. To remember we always what they, thought they reminded us of Bumblebee. The Hornet class, I think, or Maybe something. I don't know, something don't like know. that, because they just go. That's they exactly used to have a whole different yeah. sound back. They, well, yeah. you know, you get used to that roar of a V8, and then all of a sudden you're hearing these little four poppers out there, and yeah, and that was um, before everybody had the prefab fen- uh, oh, yeah, headers yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. No, this right? is yeah. yeah, again, much more stock. You know, you got to think much more stock. Vehicles where you know guys just cut it off, you know, right where the where the exhaust comes, just where it starts to tuck underneath the the frame, and you cut it off right there yeah. before you get to all the cat and you know mufflers and stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, but they were they they sounded like little bugs driving around out there. Yeah. And just bink, you know, they kind of like they popped off each other and kept going. Uh, the thing that I found out when I actually did run that class is actually. Um, the full-size cars don't hurt anywhere near as much. The <laughs> compact cars just... Um, They're breed all of their own. They right are, there. and and um, and it hurts. The, the, mm-hmm. I found that was a more painful class, personally. <laughs> I only ran that class. I, well, I don't know. I say I only ran a few times, but I ran that... Um, I had that Toyota that I got third place in. Yep. I had... Um, I had that uh, spirit. spirit. I, that was in what six derbies? I think that thing. Yeah, about forever. six by the time it was done. Um, and I enjoyed all of those. So you know, I really can't say anything bad about. I don't. I can't say anything bad about any of the classes. They all have their fun. I loved though running the full size trucks. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed running the trucks. I don't know why um, that class excited me more. But you know, just it, again, the roar of the VH. You're sitting up a little higher. You can see a little bit more. Um, so I really did enjoy that class probably the most, but I I don't regret or look down on any of the classes. I've I've run about everything and I enjoyed all of them. So. Mm-hmm. They all have their certain feet things oh, yeah. about them that you just really like. Well, and you learn too, you know, as you build, you know, people again, you know, talk about somebody getting started. I mean, every time that you run a new class, you're going to learn new things mm-hmm. and you'll learn how different vehicles are put together depending on what they are. Um, you know, and you learn different tricks along the way. And of course, you know, the sport has changed a lot since I got started. Oh, in yeah. it. And as far as what you can and can't do now, at least locally here. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it really couldn't say anything bad about any of the classes. It was a lot of fun regardless of what <laughs> it was. Yeah. Tr- trucks are a blast to, to me because I feel like kind of go back to the grassroots where I, I like to use the skinny pedal mm-hmm. and trucks can take it. That's true. We, I mean, cars can too, but you got to weld on them a lot, and I just don't have the patience. You, to spend you and the time I to both a have a, have a, you know, we're we the. I know some people look at you know taking it easy as as strategy. Um, I've always thought of it as sandbagging. Um, I'm sure you will get some hate mail. There's always that a, one. there's always a balance, but, but yeah. um, you know. I just, I tend to be a put it to the floor kind of guy. And maybe mm-hmm. that's why I've never come in first place, you know, because I didn't have enough car left at the end of the event. But I had a blast doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I've, I've won a number of hard hitter awards and I'm very proud of those. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't get those by hitting and you know tickling the pedal man you just yeah. you go for it you and smash I, it and i love the mad dogs that's what makes for a good video exactly those are the <laughs> ones we like to video now and and yeah. those that was the guy i always wanted to be on the track i wanted to be the guy that everybody was running away from yeah and the guy that everybody's sitting in their car talking about on the way home exactly yeah i mean 
people eventually people will know the winner, but most people go home thinking, you you remember that hit that guy made? Yeah, exactly. And then if you paint your car like the way we do, everybody just remembers the car and they're yeah. just like, oh, you were the one driving that one last year? Oh, all right. right we're going right. to watch you again this year. Yeah, we tend to use a lot of garish colors and, and you know, bright and get people's attention, you know, yeah. we're, we're not That's the flat black crowd. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and again, that goes back to our thought process with it too. Being, you know, we're working ministry as it was, you know, you get a lot more attention if people know who you are and you don't blend in. You yeah. have to stand out. Yep. Um, but of course, the thing about being a Christian in motorsports is if you're going to stand out, then that means you're going to stand out in every way. Yeah. And you have to then obviously play by the rules. You have to build to the rules. And because, you know, if you're proclaiming yourself a Christian, you're getting you know called out for cheating. Well, yeah, that's, that's a completely so good, different right? thing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, you got to, because you stand out, you stand out. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I've been tag teamed, pushed against the wall. Everybody's just We've after all seen it. We've after all been Mr. There. All for him. Yep. Yep. But sometimes it's just not your day. Mm-hmm. Um could you maybe give us an example of some people that were maybe either mentors or people that have note through your journey through the sport? Hmm. Or anybody that comes to mind. I I think kind of your dad sticks out as one just because he was the first one because he not only did he run, but he was also the one that made sure we always went. Yeah, I mean, we, every year we always went up. every year just to watch it, and and we continued that obviously as soon as you were old enough to go. We didn't think that, yep. you know you'd be scared of it. I mean, you've been in the stands probably since you were five or as six, long so as yourself. Yeah, ever since you guys let me stay up that late on a school night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, because we'd always go to the county fair, man. We yeah, always in make the later show. Yeah, in in our county fair growing up had two shows. Yeah. Um, the first one was. What was it 4,300 pounds or less? Something like kind that. Kind of a class. So yep. you had a lot of caprices and more of the 80s yep. um, style vehicles. And then you had the old iron, which was the, the 8.30 p.m. class. And right. that's where you had Imperials. You had Roundbacks. You had right. all these cars that, you know, I wish I would have absorbed it all when it was happening. Oh, yeah. Well, how you're never going to see that again. No, you won't. No, you're absolutely right. Unless you're paying, you know, 20 Good grand bucks. to win. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which I don't know where these guys find the cars I, anyway, but God you guys impress me. You know, yeah. I love videotaping you. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I, I, my hat's off to anybody who's willing to be that committed to the, to the sport and go out there and spend that kind of money. Absolutely. Yeah, but is there anybody else that, uh, well, like I said, um, my dad, you know, the other thing too, in that regard, I mean, not just in terms of derby, but, you know, dad's the one who taught me how to weld when I was like 10 years old and, um, you know, so I, I had that, um, you know, uh, different people for different reasons. Um, sometimes the people who oppose you will be some of your best teachers. And, mm-hmm. and so much as that, you know, you, you have to learn to be able to support your idea, support mm-hmm. your argument, support your passion. If you have a passion for something, you know, and I suppose there's people who say, well, I don't need to explain myself to anybody. Well, that may be true. But at the same time, it's probably easier to get people to come alongside you if they understand <laughs> what you're yeah. doing and why you're doing it. Um, so sometimes, you know, the people who oppose you can be um, that. So, you know, just actually some people from church at different times who thought that it was a waste of money or was a poor use of, of funds or mm-hmm. something like that. And I said, well, you know, I suppose that's one way to look at it. But the other thing was, too, they didn't, you know, and again, I'm not knocking the people who you know, put 20 grand into a vehicle. That's their right to do that. Mm-hmm. But we we would typically spend a couple hundred bucks on a car. Yeah. And when people found out that was all we were doing, they're like, oh. I mean, it, like it changed their their attitude almost immediately. Uh, the right. other thing was too is, you know, I when, when I invited them to 
come and see what we do. Come and see us at a parade. Come and see us at a car show. Come, come with us and do yeah. these things. Um, you know, it's amazing how people will sort of get behind it because they realize what we were really all about. Yeah, when you see, you know, our local county fair could get five, 6,000 people in the stands. Yeah. And they realize that everybody's right there clapping at us because we just made a big hit. Right. Suddenly they realize there's with, more of an impact going on here. Right. Than, with, you know, Jesus, you know, yeah. uh, Jesus car, you know. And, that and just, yeah. just clobbered somebody and put them up exactly. on the wall. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because we can go out there and have fun and do crazy stuff and, and run right along, you know, the guy who may be an unbeliever, you know. Know, mm-hmm. and we may use different uh, language, you know, in the pits, but I mean, we we both at the end of the day walk away as friends, and and you know, I'll help yep. out that guy um, with his, you know, if he needs a tool or you know, if I can help him yeah, pushing cars up on trailers, doing absolutely, whatever has to be done. Right, we've done all kinds of stuff, you know, slinging a sledgehammer or you know, pry bar or torches or wrenches or whatever people need done, because you know what we do as a ministry went a lot farther than just what was on the the field mm-hmm. in the event. You know, it was yep. it was how do you treat people in the pits? How how are you treating the judges if you disagree with them about something? <laughs> Which um, never happens. No, that never happens. <laughs> right. We're competitive too. We you know we we <laughs> we know there's rules and we yeah. But we got to be competitive too. So. Yeah. Well, and, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as a misunderstanding, a, a misinterpretation of the rules. Sure. Because um, I remember my very first car, there was something that I had done that I thought was totally legit. And I got there and they said, no, you got to take that off. And I said, I said, well, why, why do I need to take that off? And he kind of looked at me like he was ready for an argument. I said, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. If you say it needs to come off, I will take it off. But could you please explain to me how this does not meet the rules mm-hmm. you know and and realizing that you know they're ready for an argument because most <laughs> people get in their face about stuff sure and so you know a lot of it is just how do you treat people both on and off um you know we had we have a lot of friends that we've made through the sport and some of whom you know i don't see anymore i don't know anymore um you know one of our friends you know jamie double comes to mind i mean he's a guy sure. who uh certainly is always willing to share an idea or you know a tip or you know help hook us up with cars or we've sold him cars or um you know things like that um yeah, there's, there are probably, you start naming names, it'd be real easy to forget people, but. Yeah, so, yeah, but I get you. You know, a lot of it, I think, you know, you just, you learn as you uh, experience things, but also, you know, just, just talking to people and you find out, you look at how other people build and you go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that next year. <laughs> and that's the one thing I've come to really like about filming all these events is I see a lot of clever interpretations mm-hmm. of rules. Yep. Which is Absolutely. just making me that much better of a builder and stuff. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, the the family bond that comes along with all of that too. You know, we've For really sure. we've really rallied. A, it's become a, a family tradition, mm-hmm. you know, like running the local county fair. One oh, of us yeah. it, it, from this family is going to be in it. Right. And everybody's disappointed if we're not for some reason or when <laughs> something true. happens. But it, it's awesome when we get all the aunts, uncles, grandparents, everybody in the stands all just cheering. Yeah. We'll have a whole section of people, you know, who who are, you know, as you said, family and friends. And, you know, we've had a lot of friends in the pits with us. We've put friends into cars. Yeah. People um, that have come and helped us build the cars. You yeah. know, let's get them in the driver's seat. They realize that, okay, maybe I'm not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you and know, that's okay, yeah. but they still come and help anyway. So I right, right. You know, but we, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think you see a lot of community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether 
whether you mean, you know, as, as close as a nuclear family, you know, a, a true relation, or if you mean just, you know, friends that you make on the field. Yeah. And that's one thing I've, I've come to learn about the sport is it it's a pretty close tight-knit community of people that are mm-hmm. always willing to help somebody if you need this tool you need this part how many guys are just giving somebody a spare tire mm-hmm. because they need it just so they can get back on the track right even if it means they're going to throw them over the wall <laughs> yeah. they still help them get back out on the track because exactly. they know it means something to this person exactly and it was it you was don't see that them, in other motorsports not, not that i've seen yeah at least not, not from the exposure that i've seen yeah yeah, yeah i'm with you um uh, the other question I have here is, um, mm-hmm. what do you see? So you've been around the sport for a while. Yeah. What do you see um, something that the sport needs in order to continue or to grow? Something that's a shortcoming maybe of the sport or maybe that's a bad choice of words. But, you know, obviously, we, being that we've been involved in the sport, we want it to continue. Mm-hmm. We don't want it to phase away and become obsolete or yeah. irrelevant. Well, it's, it's, um, it is funny because I kind of straddle two worlds um, at this point because on the one hand, I do... The hot rods. Yeah. So I buy old old iron and fix it up and 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 cruise it right. Yeah. And uh, I'm not into show quality cars. I'm into rat rods and and I kind of like art cars and things like that. Yeah. But yeah. you know it's funny because the, all those guys generally they despise derby guys because they see themselves <laughs> as the enemy. Right. They're buying yeah, right. all these old cars, yeah. and um. You know, but of course, it's the same thing within hot rodding, right? I mean, like somebody will say, oh, he made a huge mistake. He should have never built his car that way. Well, it's his car. You know, yeah. he if he wants to chop the roof, he can chop the roof. If he wants to do this, do that, whatever. Whatever the case is, you know, it's his. I think it's a very slippery slope to tell somebody how to do something. Yep. And and so, you know, my, my thought is anytime I get into a conversation with somebody like that is to say, well, that car was for sale. You could have bought it. But they bought it. So they want to derby it. Well, it's their property. They can yeah. do that if they want to, you know. But um, in terms of, you know, what the sport can do, um, you know, I think I'm seeing a lot of it. I don't see it as much locally as I'd like, but I mm-hmm. see it at some of the extended events is the huge array of classes. Yeah. Especially, and I, I really mean this, I think the windshield class is such a huge deal and or you know or something equivalent to that where somebody is literally you know knocking out the glass just just keeping the bare essentials to keep the car running and they're getting out there and going i think that's mm-hmm. that's a huge one because it's a very economical way for somebody to step in they might have a, a clapped out car they don't feel safe on the road with but they can go out and smash it up and they'd yep. enjoy it. maybe it's been so frustrating to them they'd really enjoy doing that um <laughs> so that's one um, and we've had people that have given us deals on cars because they really wanted to see it destroyed absolutely true absolutely true <laughs> um so that's that's definitely one, and I'd like to see more of that mm-hmm. at the different uh, from the different promoters and the different fairs and things. Um, another is I think I really like what's going on with getting youth involved mm-hmm. um, for you sure. Know, uh, you know, and, and it, it can be, and I understand that all of this, you know, also suggests a certain risk of insurance and stuff like that for the promoters. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, the idea of, of youth getting involved, I think, is a good way to promote the sport. And it's likely to stick around for a longer time. But also, you talk about that family bond. And I yeah. think that, that you're really promoting because, you know. Well, they start it, them super early now. I mean, we got power wheels. 
Yeah, well, that's that true. wasn't even around. <laughs> you know, that wasn't around when I was a kid. This I would have true. been all over you that. You would have totally been all over. Um, that. So, and then they then they have the lawnmowers to kind of fill in the gap uh-huh. until the guys uh-huh. are old enough to then get into the youth, mm-hmm. and then they're right in. Right, at, a lot of them now you can do it at sixteen as long as you have some kind of a notarized note. You can yeah. run right with all the adults. Yeah, well, that's a good point. You know, so I'm, again, I'm not saying this stuff isn't happening, but I'm saying I think more of it is yeah, a good idea because I think that's that's what's going to help it, um, but. Uh, I think we have to accept, by and large, that, like you pointed out, the days of everybody, you know, being able to find an imperial for less than a thousand dollars and they're going run. I don't think that's likely to happen, and, and you know, because anything that's still on the road is probably too valuable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, but I think also then some more of the stock classes, uh, even. Uh, you know, I talk, I talk about windshield class and that's something that's happening, but what about, you know, what if we step out and say, well, you're going to, you have to have a car that's made between this year and this year or, or this weight to that weight. Yeah. This is your range, but stock vehicle, you know, or, you know, maybe a few minor things. You can move the the gas tank, you can move the battery, but everything else is as is, you know, something like that. Because I think that is... You got a guy who's, you know, not everybody knows how to weld. Not everybody has somebody who can teach them how to do that, um, you know, to afford the equipment, whatever. And so that's a class that somebody could step into, again, you know, get some clapped out old cruiser that's really mm-hmm. not fit to be restored or anything like that and go out there and bang it up and have a good time doing it for, you know, maybe the the cost of, um, you know, a week's wages. I, I think yeah. that would be the way to go. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we are starting to see a little bit of that, but yeah. there's definitely a lot of places that still need to get on board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, to expand on that, I think we just need to start really working together. More. I agree. I agree. Well, I we think, can be your worst enemy, but it's true with anything, really. I, I think you know, it's the best promoters are the people who run derby and yeah. and 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 have it kind of in their blood because they tend to listen better mm. to the drivers to what drivers are saying yeah. and you see the rules changing as a result and you know i'm all for uh the super built cars and and again uh we've run those classes but i think if you really want to see the it, as a sport continue yeah. you have to be able to provide an opportunity for somebody to step into a vehicle that doesn't involve being an engineer or a master's degree in welding mm-hmm. or, you know, having all this technical ability, you need to have somebody who can just step into a car in a few hours, say, or weekend, yep. knock it out and be ready to go. Yeah. And I think that's the future of the sport to, I think you should still have those other classes. Don't mm-hmm. get rid of that stuff either. Yeah. The heavy build classes, go for it. But you got to have a, a point of entry. You got to have a point of entry because yeah, that's it. that's where people are going to start the sport. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, yeah. if you were to uh, start the sport again today, what mm-hmm. would you do differently? Or would you do anything differently? I don't know. Um, I don't know that I would, frankly. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun. You know, and... and uh, I mean, today, of course, we have like, you know, all of the technology. So, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to find out how to do stuff. You know, sure. at that time, the, the internet was in its infancy. I mean, there were, there were, the internet was there, but it was very much, um, you know, chat rooms and things like that. The idea yeah. of posting videos and, and when I say a chat room, it was not auto, audio chat. It was people typing to each other and yeah. it was in, in real time. But that was about the extent of your internet at that point. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, today, 
to do more of what you're doing. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I was instrumental in starting this, but where you have taken it on the web and with social uh, media and the ability to do all the videotaping and post all the videos and things. Mm-hmm. Um, see, and I'm still using old technology like videotape because like that's <laughs> a thing now. But, you know, but the, the recording of events and or live streaming of events, and, yeah. you know, that was all stuff we couldn't do. I mean, the best we could do was take digital pictures at that point, you know, maybe a little bit of... Uh, live video of us doing something Mm -hmm. but you know it'd sit you know in in your you know cabinet at home it had nowhere to go um so i think to make greater use of that would be awesome especially if somebody's really trying to promote a cause or a team or something of that Mm -hmm. nature Mm -hmm. but no i'm very very proud of you for where you have gone with this because um you know you you where we started was we were making the best of what we had and i yeah. think that's where you're at is you're you realize we have all these different tools that you can take advantage of and you are taking advantage of that and so you're doing a lot to forward the continuation of the sport um or you know whether that's through you know teaching somebody the basics of how you built what you built mm-hmm. or um just promoting the idea of it and getting people just watching it and so you know to have such a um you know, presence on Facebook to have all of the, you know, millions of views that you've had now on It's crazy. I never would have ever dreamt it could grow to what it is. Absolutely. You know, but I mean, you've done a tremendous job with it. Thank and, you. And you should be very proud of that. And I'm very proud of you for that because I, I think I had never considered that we could do that mm-hmm. at that time. That never occurred to me. So and it's that kind of impact that I, I'm sure we've made an impact in some mm-hmm. way to the sport, but it's hard to know what that is. Yeah, you know, well, you know, it's, it's um, I think you know, it's very difficult and I think maybe potentially very dangerous to look back on something and say, well, gee, if I was going to start all over again, you know, I would have done this different or that different mm-hmm. because um, you're always looking in the rearview mirror based on what you already know. And, you know, at the time we were doing the best we could with the resources that we had. And so I, I don't think it's fair for me to say, oh, I, I wouldn't have done this or I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much everything we did, I was doing the best I had with the resources at hand, you know, and stabbing a, you know, a, a Ford motor and tranny into a Cadillac. That was a job and a half. And, mm-hmm. you know, I may have done the build differently. And see, see, now that's just standard shop. Exactly. Stuff for us. But at the time, I mean, <laughs> that was really bizarre. But now, um, you know, I would go about doing it differently, building that, but I would still have done it. Yeah. Without a, a, a moment's hesitation, because that engine and training was crap that was in the <laughs> caddy. I couldn't use that. Yeah. But I had this other setup. So, yeah. you know, it's it's always been about making the best of what you have. Um, so, yeah, I, I it's kind of like... Um, you know, people making fun of somebody like a hundred years ago in the way that they did something. Well, at that time, that's what you had. Mm-hmm. You know, if all you ever had was an outhouse and people were saying, well, I don't want to have a toilet in my house because it's going to be awful. It's going to smell and all these other things. Well, they, they didn't understand what they were missing because they hadn't experienced that. Right. They didn't understand the technology of, of, a, of a indoor plumbing, right? And, <laughs> and this may maybe be a graphic you know thing, but my point being that you can't make fun of somebody for that because they're you're you're basing your backward look on information you already have on knowledge that you already uh, mm-hmm. have gained, and so you know you have to look back on that with saying, well, you know, based on what they knew and based on what they had, that decision makes sense. Yeah, you know, so yeah, no, I, I don't think I'd do anything differently. Um, you know, it was, it was actually really really good. I mean, there were a lot of times that you and I would get into shouting matches or or you know arguments and you know being 
quite frankly pissed off at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also a lot of bonding time. There was a lot of time on the road, you know, going to events. There was a lot of us uh, encouraging each other during events or, you know, mm-hmm. in between events or getting ready to go out. Um, and there was lots and lots and lots of time in the shop that was bonding time. Yep. And, um, and skills learned that never skills learned. learned exactly. Otherwise. And so there's nothing about that that I could possibly regret. Mm-hmm. Um, because even the arguments and stuff like that, I think, you know, it's, it's a, it's it was a, just cause you were wrong. Well, of course. <laughs> that's good. Um, but that's, see that, but I think that's the thing is that you, those arguments are actually very healthy mm-hmm. to have. And the idea, you know, that some parents have that their kids should never, I'm not suggesting abuse, okay? And I know that you were joking with what you just said, <laughs> at least mostly. But um, just the idea, though, that, uh, you know, you're going to have those experiences uh, growing up at some point. Mm-hmm. And you have to test, as as a guy, you have to test your strength against your dad. Because mm-hmm. that's how you, you measure your your development, right? Sure. I mean, as a, as a man, you say, well, you know, can I, can I hang? And so, you know, to, to see your skills develop, I mean, to me, that was very exciting to see what you were able to build and what you were able to do and ideas that you came up with. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, we were like, how are we going to do this? And, you know, for you then the next day to say, hey, I have an idea on that. And then for me to go, yeah, I think that would work. Or I don't think I understand what you're talking about. Can you explain that better? Yeah. Doesn't mean you're wrong. It means I didn't understand. And, you know, but that is what then leads to us being able to sit here across the table from each other and have a candid conversation and be friends mm-hmm. now that you're old enough you know, to be a friend as opposed to me having to be a parent. Yeah. You know, because when kids are young, they need a parent. They don't need a friend. They need a parent. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when you get older then to be buddies, to be able to hang out, bounce ideas off each other or ask advice of each other or mm-hmm. whatever, because I respect your opinion about things. You respect my opinion about things. And if I don't know, I'll just tell you, <laughs> dude, I don't know, you know, because I can be honest enough with you that that we can do that. Yeah. yeah. And then the sport really taught me how to be, how to be competitive, how to r- rise to the challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Resiliency. You know, yeah. To, persistence. Because it didn't just happen. No, no, yeah, there's, there's no magic. You, you, you're going to fail. There are times you're going to do, you're going to fail epically, mm-hmm. or sometimes you're going to fail on a very small scale that's going to lead to a major failure. So yeah, like you that, build the best car ever, but it's a fuel line or a little wire that breaks. Something, yeah, something gets cut done. or something gets kinked or uh, like that spirit. How many times did we have issues with the shifting linkage on that crazy thing? You know, it worked fine every, every trial run until exactly. you actually get. Yeah. And then something happens, you know, and, and it doesn't even make sense, you know, and, and so sometimes it's those little things, but that's where, but those lessons that you learn can be very, very helpful in life because mm-hmm. you recognize that not everything's going to go perfectly. Um, a relationship, um, you know, uh, something at work or, you know, just, just learning a new skill, something you've always wanted to do. You wanted to be a musician and you think that everything's going to go great and you're always going to get better and better. Well, sometimes you're going to have a bad performance and that's yep. just part of the experience. Well, a lot of times what was our favorite thing when things didn't go well that day? Well, that's Derby. I mean, you know, yep. and we said that all the time yep. and just recognizing that even with the very best of preparation and every, doing everything that we could think of to do right, something went wrong that we had not expected. Well, and that's how we got better and better over the years. Yep. 
Because you learn through failure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, failure is your greatest teacher. I think, yeah. you know, it's a huge mistake. A lot of people think that they're going to, you're going to just succeed your way to success, but that's not how life works. You fail your way to success. Yeah. Failure is not a person. A failure is an event. And you have to get over that event to get to the success. Yeah, I've heard it said either sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Amen. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, and I'll close it out with one final question Great. for you. And this is a good one. You can <laughs> take a sec. You can good. well, you can take a second <laughs> to think about this one. Okay, but, I'll, I'll, um, I'll take a drink. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about this series because this question here is going to really everybody's going to have their own flavor on it. Hmm. But I'm going to just give it out to you. Go for it. What does Derby mean to you? What does Derby mean to me? The first thing that comes to mind is fun. It's just fun i mean whether you're watching it or doing it mm -hmm. it's fun um but i think quite frankly we've already kind of answered that question because the long-term thing was family yeah relationships friends um and all of that yeah uh the best thing about uh derby was the people and the worst thing about derby was the people i mean you know um <laughs> That's, yeah. but that's true of so many things, you know? Um, yeah. you know, I've done a lot of church ministry and the best thing about church ministry is the people. And the hardest thing about church ministry, it's the people. Mm -hmm. Um, because and it's not always, not always the same person. It might just be one. Um, but see again, th those events that allow you to experience those setbacks and the frustration and the learning curve of dealing with people serve you well in everything it serves me well in my marriage it serves me well as a as a husband then so it also serves me well as a dad mm -hmm. you know to be able to go to you and say you know what that thing i said yeah I, i'm really sorry about that that was i was angry and i should not have said that and i apologize in in you know but those being able to work through those sort of things but um the first word that comes to mind again is fun but mm -hmm. but having already said all that we did in the last question about family and community and friends. Uh, yeah, I think that sort of sums it up. I love it. Yeah. Excellent. Great. Well, I'm, thank you for doing this. I mean, I know uh, this is kind of weird for us to maybe sit across and do this, but yeah. yeah. Um, kind of philosophical. I figured it bit. just seemed, just seemed right for it. You to be the one that kicked us all off. I, again, I'm honored to have been chosen quite to have been asked. Um, glad to do it and you know i would encourage anybody who's watching if you have any interest in doing a derby do it F find out what in the local derbies are going on you know i would say be realistic i mean if you want to get into like a, a windshield class or like a stock class find somebody who's running that class don't try and run a stock car into an advanced class because you're going to get destroyed find somebody who's building to the level that you are comfortable building but then above all go do it because yep. you can have as much fun and learn as much as you can absolutely you know and if you got a buddy who knows how to turn a wrench we'll you know hit get him some pizza and some brews and you know hook him up with whatever he needs to be successful and yeah. he'll help you be successful or or she uh, there's some awesome women mechanics out there and women drivers out there and mm -hmm. um you know but above all you know it's like anything else in life if you got something you got an excitement for and you just want to try it Go Just do it. Go do it. And yeah. you might say, that was awesome. And you want to keep doing it. Or you might say, that was terrible. I will never do that again. 
But the good news is you will yeah. not go to your grave and be on your deathbed saying, I wish to God I would have tried that. Yeah. Whatever it is. I don't care what it is. Whatever it is you're talking about. You know, um, don't, don't do that because the most potential in the world is in the cemetery. People who had an idea for a book and they never wrote it. People who wanted to, to be on stage and never did it. Somebody yeah. who wanted to do a derby and, and didn't do it. And why? You know, was it really that you couldn't do it or just fear of one thing or another, mm -hmm. a fear of somebody's opinion, a fear of, you know, finances, whatever. I mean, don't jeopardize your family's financial future over this, but get into something that is manageable for you yeah. and just go do it, man. And, and get some friends and some people around you that you trust and have a good time. It's, it can be a real blast. All right. Love it. So thanks so much for being on the show. Absolutely a joy to be here. Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. So there you go, Derby World. Thank you so much for tuning in to Derby Chat with All For Him Racing videos. If you're not familiar with us, check us out on YouTube at all the number four him racing videos where Derby never ends. We have footage from all over the country, multiple states. Uh, we film as many events as we possibly can to bring it to you guys right into your living room. And we're just expanding upon that here with this awesome program so thank you again for being part of it absolutely thank you so much you have, a great, have a great day, day. everybody god bless